The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, hoop ball world! Coming to you live from my noisy apartment in New York City, along the Hudson River. This is Jared and Jared's Supermax podcast, a salary cap fantasy basketball show. Uh, I think I might have actually butchered the name of the podcast. And uh, I'm here with my co-host, Jared Ross King. I'm Jared Russo. Hello. And I, oh, oh, I thought I was supposed to say hello as well. But hello. Hi. Welcome to your podcast as well, buddy. It's our podcast. I said yours as well, so that means mine and yours. We share this podcast. Fun stuff. Today's topic is known to the listener because they've seen the title, and they have probably been like, oh, here's a description. Here's what the show's about. But as we record this live on a Monday night. I have no idea what it is. You have no idea what the topic of the show is going to be. No, you told me there's a, a definite topic. And so I said, cool, what is it? And you said no. And I was like, huh, not fun. So anyway, um, I don't think we should drag it out. What, what, what do you, what's, what's the topic? Are you panicking about the topic of the show? Because today's show is a panic at the Disco Elysium. We're going to talk about players who you need to panic over and whether or not you should panic. So I'm going to give you a list of players who either I'm panicking about, other people are panicking about, uh, these are sort of the early season Monday morning quarterback, like, oh boy, is this going to be a problem? Should I drop this dude? Or is it just like stick with it? It'll iron itself out. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. All right. This is a lot. I know you can come up with some weird off the wall stuff. So I was concerned as to what was about to be thrown at me. This, this I can handle this. I can handle. I knew you would. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna throw some crazy metaphysics stuff on you. I was gonna, you know, fancy basketballs in the round. Um, this is somewhat inspired by the fact that the main podcast for Hoopball, Dan Bespris, follow him on Twitter. Um, he does a lot of this, just like going through games and just kind of talking about like, here are some dudes you should drop, and here are some dudes you should hold on to. And people on Twitter, like me, are freaking out and uh, messaging him. Like, I guess we'll start with our the first one, which is the one I'm panicking about. Um, a lot of people are, are worried about Michael Porter Jr. I'm panicking. Okay, I mean, uh, I would be too um, at this this God, early man. juncture, but it's for multiple reasons. So first off, pretty good, pretty good uh, first game from a fantasy perspective against Phoenix: fifteen points, yes. six rebounds, five, five assists, assists, two, two steals. Yeah. Great, love it. Yeah, a, a, a pretty good game. So then let's go to San Antonio, which was, uh, that was Friday night. Yep. Seven points, one rebound, one steal in 27 minutes. Not great. Not great at all. Uh, no, not, they're coming not up great, Bob. Here. They're, coming, they're coming up uh, tonight against the Cavaliers. But for me, the, the issue is not only on the courts. He's also, um, not to try to get political here, he uh, doesn't want to get the uh, the vaccine that uh, multiple cities that the NBA takes place and have mandated. 
Um, and there is a chance that at some point it becomes a league-wide mandate. Uh, and if he's on your team at that point, then he's just dead weight. But based off the first game, not bad. Second game, oh, uh, I think tonight's going to be a huge barometer as to whether or not you're panicking based on uh, on-court performance. He isn't hurt. He played a bunch of minutes. I know that uh, Nikola Jokic reigning MVP, he had a, like, an insane stat line. He, he was like a gravity well. Everything was just him in beating, in beating the Spurs. But, oh, man, I just – it was a risky move to take him. And I think he was my second round at the turn in a salary cap well, league draft. Well, to be draft. fair, he's, a rookie, he's on a rookie contract. So you're getting a guy who – has tremendous upside for not a lot of money. That's not something anybody's going to really fault you for. No, but he's supposed um, to be the second and, best player. He's supposed to be the dude taking the leap because Murray's injured. I'm, I'm, fair. I'm a little panicked. I'm not going to lie. I, I, if I'm in your position, I am too. Um, for the listeners at home wondering, well, how did Jokic do in that San Antonio game? 32 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists, three steals, one block and 34 minutes played. Uh, he was, you know, He's reigning MVP quality player as uh, what he was in that game. And plus minus, he was plus one trillion. Like that was a performance of a lifetime. I think you're off by only about a billion though. I think it was a little less than a trillion, but, but it was a ridiculous number. Um, so my final verdict for right now on Michael Porter Jr. Uh, panicking. I guess just hold, wait and see. I, like I've considered panic trading him. I've, I've discussed deals. People have been interested, but um, I feel like they're waiting for further numbers as a, as yeah. am I. I, I think, I think after oh, people are probably listening to this podcast, Monday's games will have been played by that point. And maybe we, have, maybe he goes off tonight. Maybe he has a, a game that kind of eases those fears and the San Antonio game becomes an outlier. Uh, but that San Antonio game is a real big red flag for me. Um over those first two. And not like the red flag meme on Twitter. That is kind of not the down. red flag on meme on Twitter. No, no, no. Yeah. All right. I'm going to hit you with someone on your team. All right. Although your fears might have been assaged, assuaged. Maybe your fears were just kind of lessened. It's probably a better word for it. Jason Tatum, those first two games, were you panicking a little? Uh, a little bit. It actually led me to go out and uh, make a move to get Jalen Brown because I'm like, I got, I want to see which one of these guys is, there is. Because yeah, Jalen Brown, tremendous, crazy first game uh, to start the season. But Jason Tatum, you know, getting off to that slow start. Uh, for those wondering, Jalen Brown for you, six points, nine rebounds, six assists in that first game against your New York Knicks. Um, didn't play yesterday. Only had nine points and four rebounds. Uh, against Toronto on Friday. Jason Tatum, though, I'm not too worried about him. Um, those are the Jalen Brown numbers in case people got confused. Uh, Jason Tatum, let's go through this real quick. 20 points, 11 rebounds, four assists in game one against New York. In 45 minutes and two overtimes. Right, but that was also a Jalen Brown-centric game when it comes to the scoring. 18 points, six rebounds, four assists against Toronto in 30 minutes on uh, Friday night. 31 points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block in 37 minutes last night. Um, he is He's a 1A option in Boston, Jalen Brown being a 1B. So if you're expecting uh, just godlike numbers the way we might expect Kevin Durant 
or, or James Harden, were they not together? I mean, they probably will still put up those numbers when they're together. Um, but if you're expecting those godlike numbers every single time out from Jason Tatum, he's there's going to be a night where he struggles and Jalen Brown picks it up and vice versa. So I'm not panicking on Jason Tatum. Um, I'm quite a ways from panicking on Jason Tatum. Um, I feel pretty good about him right now, to be honest with you. I think that's the right take. I think that third game, um, I, I saw a lot of people predict like most improved or MVP or just like a, like another leap, like expecting him to be like the sort of de facto Durant of that team. And the first two games were quite pedestrian for what, like you would kind of expect from him. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jalen Brown is playing right this second. He's back. So he, I know he had a, like a weird wonky injury or whatever, but like he's going. Yeah, correct. Jalen Brown is playing tonight. Yeah. Um, a little I mean, too early right now. Got underway. Yeah. To like comment on that. So we're going to refrain from discussing the first quarter results of a South Celtics game or Celtic game. If you're uh, actually from Ireland. Okay. Next guy dropped in our league. Damian Lillard, are you panicking? Um, you know, I'm it, I'm not sure to be honest with you it's about not an answer. this entire Come on. Okay. Well, let me finish the let me finish. Yes. Yes, here. panic is the answer. Uh Dame we expect things from him that are uh, you know, I just said sometimes you, you can't expect godlike games from from Jason Tatum every night. We expect that every night from Damian Lillard, and I don't think he's been bad the first two games. Um, but for some reason, to start this season, CJ McCollum seems to be the guy who is taking over the scoring load. He's in thermonuclear CJ right now. Yeah. Uh, so I. Uh, Look again. This is this is one where where Michael Porter Jr. I am concerned about. This is one where I feel like it's two games of good production from Damian Lillard, not the kind we're used to, but he's still putting up good numbers over two games. I'm not panicking yet. Oh man! Since our show is a salary cap league, I'm okay. Now, paying they, those first two okay. guys I mentioned, the money Lillard though. That's fair. Thirty-nine million, I believe, is his number. He got dropped in our league. You can get. I mean, I made a move today where I got who I think is one of the best fantasy centers right now uh, by dropping Jalen Brown and actually saved a little bit of money in the process of doing it. Um, Damian Lillard for thirty-nine million—that's a fair assumption. But if if you have him on your roster, right? If you have, if it's not killing you cap-wise, you have other good options. You know. Um, I don't think you're panicking quite yet on him. Um, but again, I wouldn't blame you if uh, if you did decide to, to cut him. I If he's on my team, I'm not panicking yet. I like how you, you mentioned that you have one of the best fantasy centers and then didn't say his name. Who did you pick up? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, former former Orlando Magic legend. legend, legend. I, wow, what just happened in my brain? Uh, legend, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, that came available, and uh, I was kind of looking just to see who was available. I noticed uh, Embiid is in our league. Um, yeah, and, Embiid uh, got dropped. Yeah, but I, I like I like Vucevic as a 
consistent option more, uh, more, more so because he doesn't get injured that much. Uh, Embiid does. So he costs less. I decided to go get Nikola Vucevic and add him to my team. Those first two games, a little bit of a panic, but then he turned it around uh, against the Detroit Pistons. He had uh, a monster game, 15 points, 19 rebounds, three assists, two steals, three blocks. So, yeah, you made a good pickup there. Uh, let me hit you with another name. People have been it. discussing, people have been saying that James Harden needs those stupid fouls where he jumps into people. And he, and he hasn't quite been the same since they changed that rule. Other people like Steve Nash, the coach of the Nets, have been saying that he hasn't played basketball in six to eight months for a number of reasons, and he's a little rusty. Are you panicking on James Harden, who I'm shocked has not been dropped in our league? Uh, I Look, $44 million, and, and these salaries are going off my memory for these bigger guys. $44 million, I believe, is his um, salary. Uh I am a little bit because you think about classic James Harden. He's a guy who could get a foul pretty easily. He, he knew how to draw you into a foul. He knew how to get to the free throw line. And a lot of those fouls often came from those shots that they're kind of outlining where, where, you know, you're at the three point line, you go for the shot, the finish close. You kind of like, you know, I forget the exact terminology for it, but you try to initiate contact with them to get the foul. Yeah. Um, listeners will we'll know what I'm talking about. That's the one, Young that's move. one way. The Trey Young move. Um, I think James Harden started before Trey Young was ever in the league, but but fair. Um, that was kind of James Harden. I think that was like this is just a rough estimate. You could say that was probably a quarter to thirty percent of his scoring was was getting that and getting to the free throw line, if not more. So you take a guy like that, take away about thirty percent of his scoring. That's a that's a pretty big deal. He's a guy who could average 30 points a game. Now you're bringing it down to 21. Um, I'm a little panicked because he's having to adjust this new rule. Can he? I think he can. Has he yet? No. I don't think any other podcast on the Hoopball Network would even dream about getting rid of James Harden. But in a salary cap league, the rules are quite different, my friend. And uh, they are quite different. I would be looking elsewhere to use that salary. I would pick up another big name dude making um, high 20s, low 30s, because there are a plethora of them. And I would uh, if, dump Harden if I am in another dude. If I, if I am a James Harden owner, it's actually a one for one swap that I'd make. And it's for uh, who I think is without a doubt, at least in our league, the best guy available. And that's Steph Curry uh, matching contracts. You can switch out James Harden, who lived off that foul uh, baiting for so long, and, and get a guy in Steph Curry, who's right now one of the top fantasy players in basketball. I mean, he might be the – no, Jokic. Jokic. I'm sorry. I'm looking at these numbers. Jokic. No, no. I, sure. I, would, I would – yeah, I would put Jokic above him right and now. And Durant. As far as, guard, as, far as guards, though uh, – Oh, it's know, not even close. It's Steph Curry, and and if I'm a James Harden owner, I'm I'm considering that swap. Uh, interesting. I didn't have him on the list, but I'm looking at some of these numbers. Donovan Mitchell. Utah uh, as a team is playing very well. Donovan Mitchell as a fantasy option, 
Uh, it's only been two games. So I'm, again, this is a guy I'm not super panicked about. Okay. 16 points, three rebounds, four assists, 28 minutes against OKC. If you're, if you're averaging that for his salary, panic. But bounces back in Sacramento, 27 points, gets five rebounds, four assists, two steals. I, I'm not, I'm not selling on him yet. I'm not panicking on him yet. Um, let's play a few more games and see how this plays out before I'm figuring out whether or not to, to, to cut him loose. I think there's a crop of dudes who make more or less in the same range of, of salary who I'm looking at. The high twenties, basically high twenties, low thirties. And I'm looking at these numbers and like Booker got dumped. He's on this list of like panic or not. Um, I dropped Bradley Beal. Uh, De'Aaron Fox has had two games where you look at the box score and you're like, those are nice. But then you look at like the turnovers and like the shooting and it's just like, God, what's going on with De'Aaron Fox? Like there's a couple of dudes who are making a lot of money who are just like not quite at the level you expect them to be at, especially like, I mean, these are like dudes who don't get hurt and they're just like in a little bit of a weird funk. So uh, let me hit you with some cheaper options. You ready? Let's hear them. Ready. Cade Cunningham, are you panicking? Cade Cunningham, I'm not sure why he what's going on with him right now. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched really any Detroit games. Nor should but, you. Nor should I, unless you're unless you're one of the guys in our league. But he hasn't played a game either. He hasn't played an NBA minute. I mean, we talked about this in the That's last alarming. podcast where I was excited because Jalen Suggs officially has more points than the number one overall pick. Um, but looking at the latest news on, and this comes from Saturday, uh, Detroit's medical staff wants to get Cunningham as close to 100% as possible for making his debut. Um, he will be scrimmaging with the G League to test his sprained right ankle and get his win back. His first tr- chance to take the court for the Pistons will be this Saturday, October 30th, against the Magic when the team returns from their road trip. And I'm not here's the thing. If he's not playing for long, I'm panicking, but, but he's the first overall pick. I believe it's $8 million for this season and keep him until you see what he actually does when he's healthy. Now, if he goes out there and just keeps spraining his ankle over and over, yeah, that's, that's, you know, an issue where you need to cut him loose, let him go get someone else. But a week into the season, he hasn't played yet. I'm not, too panicked yet i want to see what he does on the court before i'm cutting ties it, it should be illegal for any fantasy basketball league or platform to not give you ir slots and right now he's probably in your Agreed. ir slot um all right i just wanted to i just wanted to, to feel you out on that one uh jalen suggs are you panicking oh my god so yeah, I knew you'd have that reaction. Should, 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 <laughs> we, should we go with should we go with the heart or the brain here? Both. Uh, Combine them. Heart. Never. Heart brain. Brain. Oh boy. Um, brain heart. Look, ten points, one rebound, one assist, one steal. He actually got off to a really hot start against San Antonio. I believe he made his first three attempts and then just fell off um, incredibly um, to finish with that stat line. Uh, New York at home on Friday, better stat line, 14 points, seven rebounds, eight assists, two steals. Uh, that was a loss. But uh, in the Cole Anthony game, as we're calling it, uh, in this in the Orlando Magic fandom, um, only 11 points, one rebound, three assists, one steal for him in a 
win over the New York Knicks last night. Uh, look, he's a rookie too, right? So I'm not panicking. This is a $30 million guy. He's out, right? But he's not. He's a rookie. He's on a rookie deal, the first year of a rookie deal. I give him a few games to see if he can figure it out before I'm going out and getting someone else. Because let's be honest, the options out there for the same amount he's making are not great. The upside is not going to be higher than his. So the same situation with Kate Cunningham. So for now, I'm sticking with him. Um, and then reevaluate in a couple of weeks. I was going to include Jalen Green, who I was 1,000% panicked about. And then he just had, like, the game. You were like, oh, finally. And it reminded me about LaMelo, who started off really slow last year and then took off like yeah. a rocket ship until he got hurt. And he was out, quote, unquote, for the rest of the season, which led to him being dropped in early last year. And then randomly just came back and got picked up by the dude who ended up winning. Um, not that I'm salty about that, but I... You should be, you should be if you're not. Don't get me started. I just, these rookies, you have to rely on them in salary cap leagues. Like, you just have to take stabs, like a spear fisher, just like, I don't know what's down in the water, but I just got to try to get a good one. And like Tyrese Halliburton ended up being like one of the later picks who was just like, oh, he's just like the dude. And you're not like, you're yeah. never quite sure who it's going to be. Hopefully it's, it's uh, Shangun for me this year, but like these, these top few picks are all being trounced by Evan Mobley, who did not get drafted in our league. And I was like, boy, that's a mistake. And I was thinking about picking him up, and then someone beat me to him. He's the only one who's been consistently awesome this year, Evan Mobley. Right. He's getting, he's getting good minutes. You know, we weren't sure about the, um, the rotation there in Cleveland with, with Markinen, with uh, Kevin Love, with Jarrett Allen, and then with Evan Mobley added in to that group. Um, Minutes-wise, 38, 32, 35 for – for Evan Mobley, he's done really well to start off the season with those minutes. Um, he, yeah, you're right. He is the one rookie right now who uh, who you don't really have to worry about at this moment. There are some players who have been dropped in our league. I would like to just uh, get your reaction because some people who have been dropped, it makes sense. They should be dropped. Like Rehachimura hasn't played. I dropped him. Shake Milton. Got dropped. Marvin Bagley. He's never going to play for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Otto Porter, I said it was washed, and he pretty much looks that way. Uh, a lot of the really cheaper Brooklyn Nets have been incredibly inconsistent and just not great options. I'm talking about like um, Blake Griffin and, and uh, Paul Millsap. Uh, Isaac Okoro, droppable. Moses Brown got dropped. That kind of broke my heart, but he just hasn't seen the floor. Uh, Isaiah Roby is another one where I thought those two guys would be like starting centers for yeah. the teams, and they just have seen zero time. I dropped Brandon Clark. I, I'm flabbergasted that he isn't getting like good, consistent playing time. And it's going to like everyone else on that team who's like really making a good leap. Like Desmond Bain is making a leap. Uh, John Morant, like that team is like, it's, it's clicking and like he's just out of the rotation. But there is one man who has not been dropped. And I need, I need your take on him. Is he on my team? Isn't it nice to have Washington on your side? PJ Washington. Panic? Oof. Uh, PJ Washington. I actually didn't realize he was still on the roster. I could have sworn I saw that he was dropping our team, but I, I guess not. Um, he's dealing with knee issues right now, right? And I don't know how much that has affected his play. 
Um, he's not making a whole lot. So I think a healthy PJ Washington is, is worthwhile to have on your team. Um, 19 minutes, 24 minutes, 26 minutes in each of those first three games. Not great stats in those minutes, but it looks like this has been a lingering issue for him with the knee. Um, he's not going to play tonight against the Celtics. Uh, look, it's just too good of a contract to give up on so quick to, to me. Um, I hold on to him for a little while longer, see what happens. Again, there's not a comparable contract that you pick up right now that is definitively better for the long run. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll buy your argument. In another league I, uh, I'm in that it's not salary cap, I just dumped him and I picked up okay. Laurie Martin. That, that's a different story, yeah. That is a different story. In, yes. a different, in a different league, get someone else. But this is a league where we have guys like uh, LeBron and Steph and Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid and Paul George sitting in the free agent pool right now. Not for long. Oh, oh. I'll give you a little tease. Not for long. Somebody's making a move when waivers clear on Wednesday. Um, as a Knicks fan, I said if Kemba Walker was old Kemba, if you added him for like eight and change, he'd be the steal of the draft. Thank God I didn't take that risk because I figured Thibodeau would grind his knees into dust. And uh, he's not old Kemba, he's uh, old man Kemba. So that is not working out. I think you might need to just bail on him. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of random shots at the end of our draft. Some of them really paid off and some of them did not. Um, and it's kind of fascinating to see how uh, either how right or how wrong we all were because it seems like nobody knows anything. The future is incredibly hard to predict. That's why no one's good at it. And um, a lot of the fantasy analysis basically just boils down to like, hey, you see that uh, most added, most dropped list? Just kind of follow everyone else's trends because they're looking at numbers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you about one guy who was, uh, I was panicked about after game one. Um, and he's a guy that I have brought up on this podcast and you said you weren't sure about the pick and I defended it. And that's Spencer Dinwiddie and, and game one against Toronto, 13 points, four rebounds, six assists, uh, uh, not the best, uh, fantasy line if you're thinking about a guy who's costing you 17 million so I was uh, I was actually panicking and almost dropped him Friday morning I did 34 points 6 rebounds 9 assists in 35 minutes against Indiana on, on Friday night um, so I now feel a little more justified Spencer Dinwiddie the panic is gone uh, I, I almost put that push that panic button too early on him. The traffic outside my window was also freaking out. There was a panic outside the window. Hopefully you, you didn't hear that too loudly, but. I didn't hear it, but then again, I'm really? in Atlanta, so I can't hear it from all the way over there. It was pretty loud. Um, that's a great point. Are there any other players that you're panicking about? Because I had my own list. On, on my team specifically? No, just in, I mean, like anyone who you're just kind of looking around and you're just kind of like shocked. You're like, wow, they're not really doing well. Like I was just kind of clicking around names and uh, there were just some dudes where I was just like, really? Like what's going on, Chris Middleton? Um, 
but I think he'll ultimately be fine. I don't know. Just like, just like some of the results have just like D'Angelo Russell. Like, have you seen his numbers? Like he put up like 22 points, seven assists uh, in the very first game. And then had the biggest clunker, like seven turnovers, like nothing going on in his second game. Um, not that you were relying on D'Angelo Russell, but just like, I don't know, some of these results, like Kyle Lowry has just been completely, um, you know, Evan Fournier has turned into like a godsend, like just weird things. Like, oh my God. Did you see Eric Bledsoe Evan being Fournier. like one of the most added players in the league? Like I didn't. No, but I also didn't see Evan Fournier ever being good. So this is weird. Um, I, I endured, I endured him for many years. So, you know, it is what it is. Joe Ingles has had negative fantasy. Did he get hurt? I don't know what's going on. Thaddeus Young is averaging negative points for the season. Like some of these early numbers are just like mind boggling. Um, Westbrook being Westbrook. I don't know what's going on with Westbrook. That first game was such a dud. And then he puts up like a near triple double and then almost does it again. But like had nine turnovers. Like what in the hell is going on? That's, that sounds like a, a quintessential Russell Westbrook game to me with all the turnovers. Um, one guy who uh, has been getting a lot of ads since the fantasy and NBA season began, um, a guy who I had written off, a guy who maybe I was wrong about, uh, and that is Orlando Magic's very own Mo Bamba. Uh, 18 points, four rebounds, four assists, four blocks in game one. He had a good game, too, 15, 10, and two blocks. And then came down a little bit in game three, 10 points, 13 rebounds, but still decent numbers for him, considering I wasn't sure how much he was going to actually see the court this season. Uh, That's one guy who I'm actually surprised by how well he has done over those first three games. There is no godly earthly reason to explain what is going on with the Orlando Magic and Mo Bamba, who was left for dead for years and then in a double center lineup with Wendell Carter Jr. becomes like baby Shaq. Can, can you, is, I, I, there are no words. I have no words. No, and it's nice that maybe we have a logjam of good talent in one position right now because um, we could really use it. Uh, you know, Carter's played well. Bomba's played well. You're, you're right. And they've started those two together in, in a couple of games so far. Um, I didn't see the starting lineup tonight. I don't know if that's what they're going with, but they were starting Carter at the four and then putting Bomba at the five. Uh, I'm pulling up the game real quick to see if they actually did it again tonight. Uh, they did. They did. So it's Cole Anthony, Suggs, uh, Franz Wagner. And then Wendell Carter at the four and Mo Bamba at the five. So they're playing those guys together and they're playing them together pretty well. Uh, Orlando Magic. How I thought you were the worst team in the league. And then it turns out you still might be, but like not as bad as that like one six year season where they won like nine games. No, and I think magic fans i mean every fan base has these people who are just super pessimistic about their team the entire entire year uh magic lose their first game of the season and there are fans who are saying oh we're not gonna uh win nine games all season it's like let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on that well i feel like 
I, I re- realistically feel like the over-under on this team was uh, 21 and a half wins. I feel like we'll get the over on that, but not by a lot. You know, there was a lot of talk about panic, freaking out, trading, dropping. But I think there's one thing we can consistently rely on. You know what that is? What's that? The Magic having a losing record and the Knicks making the playoffs, baby. Woo! Yeah, that's I mean, we're gonna end the yeah, show. no, that's 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 definitely a good good point. Magic one ten, Knicks one hundred four last night in New York. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and end it on that. No, take that back. Uh, hang on, wait. Yep, that was the, that was the score last night. I Take just want to double check and make sure I didn't read it wrong. No, we were undefeated. I don't know how we lost to that team, and we were winless. So I don't know. It must have been a mistake. I I'm understand. cool with it. Listen, Apostrate. last night was Cole Anthony. Last night, Cole Anthony he went nuclear. Um, he's never had a game quite like this. Thirty-five minutes, and if you have him on your team, good for you. Twenty-five minutes, twenty. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Thirty-five minutes. He had 29 points, 16 rebounds, eight assists. And then uh, also Terrence Ross, who isn't really the best ad for a a salary cap league, but if you're in just a regular, not a bad last option on your team. Uh, Zero points through the first three quarters last night, and then he went off 22 in the fourth. Wild stuff. And the Magic got the win. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be watching as much basketball this week. Um, oh, don't get into baseball. Uh, the Braves are in the World Series. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be at the, I will, for the first time in my life, be at the World Series Saturday night. So I'm super excited. Um, uh, was that a one? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, super excited. I think you know you were saying during the last series during the NLCS. Oh, whoever wins, they're going to get swept by the Astros. Not so fast. I, I really the 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 Braves really do have a chance. You know they have timely hitting. Um, they had they had a very roller coaster roller coaster bullpen in Game Six. Uh, but there was one real quick, real quick moment for me. Uh, seventh inning, four, one, a double, a single, a double pitchers taken out. And we're out of time. Astros and five. Thank you for listening to a fantasy (laughs) basketball podcast and uh, Tyler Matzik for MVP. All right. Thank you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jared Russo. You can follow this lunatic at Jared Ross King. You should follow uh, Hoopball and Dan Bespris and Aaron Bruski. And although I did badmouth analytics and analysts trying to predict the future and not being very good at it, I would highly recommend that you listen to everyone on Hoopball, who's always been right, um, and pay for the premium. With the exception of the one year where uh, I drafted Brandon Ingram, knowing he would we would make the leap, and not a single other human being ever had him ranked uh, anywhere towards being draftable. And of course, I was right. So. Uh, Continue to uh, listen, rate, review, subscribe, share, tell your friends, do whatever. I don't care. Uh, But we have a lot of fun doing this podcast. 
And that is the most important thing, having fun. That is, that's true. Is that no, it's fun? not winning. Winning is a – don't fall for that trap. Come on, man. Like when your team's in the World Series. Anyway. Anywho. Wait, can I get a Bucks Super Bowl and a and a Braves World Series and a Magic? Well, no, never mind. Two and of a, those things are possible. And a Hawks Finals run? Oh, Hawks! I mean, I'm a Magic fan, but uh, living in Atlanta, a Hawks Finals fan, uh, Hawks Finals run would be would be pretty fun. I definitely go pretty, to a game. Pretty spicy. What about uh, University of Georgia winning the national championship? Guy, I, I uh, fellow UCF grad. I don't want any team from the SEC to win the national championship. It happens almost yeah. every single year. I don't understand. Like, I know, I know, I know. And it doesn't mean I enjoy it. I don't. I don't enjoy it when that happens. I'd rather Clemson win, and I don't like Clemson at all. Oh, no. God, no. Why would you want Clemson to win? Ugh. Because I, I just don't like the SEC. They, they have this air of superiority around them. And yeah, because they're the best. to be destroyed. This isn't even up for debate. They're the best. They're the best year in and year out. They recruit all the talent from that area. All right, the podcast is over, everyone. <laughs> Who knows if I'll keep this in? Uh, but thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.